Have you ever thought about what the Sabbath should look like? What does it look like for you? Join us today on the Happy Holy Hour as we discuss what it might look like to observe the Sabbath. Welcome to the Happy Holy Hour, a podcast where everyday Christians grow in their faith through biblical examination and insightful discussion. I'm glad you're here today. If you enjoy the content you're about to hear, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And visit us at thehappyholyhour.org. Let's get started. I'm Travis, and I'm here with Tyler. And Tyler, I sometimes feel like a little bit of a liar when I make that very uh, scholarly intro, like that tagline there, because I feel like we're pretty much just goofing off the whole time, and then I have to like reel it in to say that line, and then you know <laughs> it goes downhill from there. So I, I don't know if that's false advertisement, but uh, hopefully people are able to take something away from the show. Um, I know we have a good time. I've learned a lot, still learning a lot. Hey, we um, have a good time. That one, that's what matters, right? That's right. It's, yeah, that's what matters. That's right. You know, we have a good uh, good topic for today. It's actually follow up. Uh, two-part series. Um, so if you haven't heard part one of the series on the Sabbath, go back and listen to part one, just as a kind of a quick recap and summary. We were more looking at um, des- describing the Sabbath, like what is it? Um, what does the Bible have to say about it? We were kind of working um, through our thought process and argument that the Sabbath should still be observed for Christians today, showing that it goes back to creation. It's a creation mandate, not just something for the uh, nation Israel, for the Old Testament. Obviously, we showed that some things did change uh, with the resurrection of Christ. We talked about why it switched from Saturday to Sunday under apostolic authority because of the culmination and the significance of Christ's resurrection. It's pointing to that. Um, and then talking about a little bit about how um, we were we are entering God's rest, and there's this now and not yet, and and we'll have the fulfillment of what the Sabbath uh, is pointing to um, when the Lord returns. So that yeah. was whew, that was a. Uh, did you say summary. that in one breath? I think you said I that think, in one I breath. I think I, I think I did. No, but I, I love the idea. I love the um, reminder that the Sabbath is a creation mandate, which means that as long as creation is here, the Sabbath is also here. It's an easy way right. to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think uh, we brought up the point that if you were to ask Christians on the street, like someone who identified as, yeah, I'm an evangelical Christian, blah, 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 whatever that means, um, they would be like, no, the we shouldn't observe the Sabbath. Uh, you know, we're yeah. Most of them would say yes, we should go to church on Sunday. Actually, a growing population wouldn't say that, which is another problem. <laughs> and I think we've actually talked a little bit about that on our podcast before. Mm-hmm. If we haven't done an episode on it. We should, and maybe we will. I'm a like, gosh, Tyler. I mean, we're this, we're so far into this podcast that I can't remember which episodes <laughs> we've done and which ones we have. So I apologize. I ought to go back and scroll through our spreadsheet <laughs> to see what ones we've even gone over now. Whew, man, this podcast is getting old. <laughs> Let me ask you a question though, as we get into this topic, what does your Sunday actually look like we've we've talked yeah. last week about how the uh, Christian Sabbath the Lord's Day is on Sunday so Travis what does your Sunday mm-hmm. generally look like yeah that's a great question and a good question because that's kind of what we're going to focus on today we talked about um more was more teachy episode last time now we're fleshing it out like what okay so we're supposed to observe the Sabbath what should it look like for Christians and for me right now it's a process right my my thinking on this, my biblical convictions have been changing somewhat as I study scripture. Um, and right now, um, we do go to church on Sunday. Um, so that's a high priority for us. And, um, more and more, I'm trying to figure out what the rest of my Sunday looks like. Um, right now we, we, we go to church. Uh, we are a small church plant and we're meeting in a building. So, we haven't been able to do Sunday school classes and things like that and additional services there at that location. But our church does have a Sunday evening prayer service. And so we have been going to that when we can. Unfortunately, my wife is a nurse, works every other weekend. And so we're not able to make it 
uh, every weekend, but starting to try to get into that pattern of uh, beginning the day, congregational worship, closing the day, congregational worship. Um, that's kind of the pattern our church is trying to get more and more to. And the goal is to, uh, right now, because we are a smaller church plant and our uh, we have one pastor who's taking it all on. He isn't able to prepare two sermons per week, but that's the goal. And so that's the pattern our church is heading towards, and that's the pattern I'm also trying to head towards. And then what does it look like in between that during the day? Right now we're trying to rest and learn what that means, and so I'm trying to flesh that out. And, and we'll, I won't say too much more because we'll probably get into that um, throughout the episode. But yes, we definitely go to church on Sunday. We worship with our local church, and I'm trying to learn and retrain my brain on what the rest of that uh, Sunday is is going to look like. I don't know if that answered your question or not. What about you? No, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. So I typically will get up nice and early on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and I go out and I read uh, the scriptures. And if I can, if I get, if I'm able to get the passage of scripture that the mm-hmm. pastor is going to preach on, I try to read that ahead of time and meditate on that. Yeah, and study it, and then um, I'll I'll go to the church building and be there pretty much all morning. We have two services, and I'm usually serving, so I'm at both services. And then after the services end around lunchtime, we have a small group. So we'll go to our church small group with a group mm-hmm. of like maybe 10 to 15 people uh, to fellowship, to study God's word a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and go into it as uh, as we feel necessary. And we fellowship yeah. and it's nice. We pray with one another, which is great. It's a great time of encouragement. Yeah. And, then, um, and then after that, it's usually three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, a lot of the times my wife and I go home and eat dinner together and just hang out for the rest of the evening. Uh, as of late though, we have a class at our church on Sunday night, uh, that we've been going through a a specific topic. So we'll go home, eat dinner, maybe go back to the church buildings to, to learn and to worship and fellowships, but it changes, right? It changes. And, and, um, you know, sometimes it goes in ebbs and flows. So, Right now, that's what my Sunday looks like. But two months ago, my Sunday was just like, go to church in the morning, go at home in the afternoon, hang out with my wife, and then go to my parents' house for dinner in the evening. So yeah. it's kind of changed a little bit uh, as the schedule changes yeah. in the summer, goes into the fall, and the church schedule changes. But that's typically yeah. what my Sunday looks like. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up a lot more detailed <laughs> description, which reminded me. So I do, I've been trying to do the same thing um, as far as like, taking the passage of scripture that's going to be studied um, that Sunday. I'll try to read it before I get there. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes it's the morning (laughs) of. Ideally, it's like the Saturday evening. I've also been trying to um, get into that um, just because we have little kids and uh, sometimes you miss a lot of the service. And so I've been trying to get into the habit of either listening, re-listening to the sermon um, at home later on a Sunday, uh, mm. like while I'm washing the dishes or something, or I'll do the same thing, but I'll do it on a Saturday. Uh, I'll listen to the previous weeks right before I head into, you know, Sunday. So it kind of reminds me, okay, this is what we talked about last time. And yeah. um, so that's something I'm trying to do, doing, doing a better job of like taking that Sunday with me throughout the week. And I'm trying to figure out better ways to do that. And um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's an interesting point though, that whole, um, and I, it's cool. I didn't know you're doing the class at night, but the whole, like making it an all day event and like the whole, um, it used to be normal to do a morning and evening service. Um, yeah. I mean, for a lot of church history, um, at least I'm thinking like Puritans on to yeah. recently in our history. Um, that's a, that's a kind of a interesting question to me too, as we're thinking about what does this look like for Christians today to observe the Sabbath is think about what did it look like for church history? Like throughout our history, what have Christians done on a Sunday? And I'm not (laughs) a historian. I do love history. Um, I wish I had a a more solid answer and could give you a timeline of what did it look like through the ages. But um, I do know, like I said, at least for the Puritans on, because I'm not actually sure what the early church, what it looked like on a Sunday. I imagine it was pretty similar. I know they, they met often, sometimes daily for the breaking of bread and coming together and things. So it's probably more, if not less than uh, throughout the rest of church history. But I know for like the Puritans and people like that, it was an all day um, thing. Yeah. And maybe some of that, um, some of that changed 
with technology, I was thinking like it would make sense. Like if it takes time to travel from point A to point B, except when you have a vehicle. So the whole like going home in between services and everything, like it made sense for them if they're making the effort to all come together to yeah. be there for the maximum amount of time. And it wouldn't make sense for them to travel home, come back, you know. Well, especially if you're especially if you're in a town where, you know, 300 years ago, you're either traveling by horse or by, by foot to your local congregation. And that might take you a couple hours to even right. get there. That's what I was saying. And, and you know, it's interesting because the, uh, the Amish, I grew up around Amish and where we're at in Pennsylvania, I happen to still be around a lot of Amish. And I think a lot of them actually do every other Sunday, which is interesting. Um, but they spend a lot of the day together as well. And probably, I mean, there's some, beneficial probably scriptural reasons they would say but also practical reasons for them if they're still using horse and buggy (laughs) yeah Um, so in our area we have um the amish meet in houses uh i might be wrong on this but at least in the area where uh, my family is from in the middle of pennsylvania the the amish gather together for worship in their houses and they actually will mm-hmm. rotate houses. Yeah, that's um, what ours did too. <laughs> and they'll they'll get there early in the morning. I'll see the buggies go at like seven, eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. They'll get to their place of worship and then you'll see them start to leave around three or four in the afternoon. Yeah. Yep. So it seems like they make it an all day thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I used it's terrible, but I used to hate um I used to hate uh growing up where I did upstate New York. There was like to get from our our house to our church was we went through a couple small towns but it was really one route and um it was like a 36 minute drive and i i hated um the sundays where it was the sunday so the amish <laughs> would get together because you would just have this line of buggies and it would and take so much and you could i mean you could but it took a, like you have to be careful there's a lot of bends and if you have a bunch of buggies in a row obviously it makes it harder blah blah blah, blah. but it would just make it such a pain especially when i was learning to drive i used to get like freaked out like oh my gosh all these horses yeah um oh, well fun fact did you know there's different denominations of amish i did so there there yes. are different color buggies and they are uh, there's different cultures based on the different colored buggies. So so I, didn't in our know, area, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was based on the colored buggies, right? But I well, did the know. Color, the color of their buggies may be a result of okay. their differences. I do know yeah. that like differences change dramatically on what's allowed and what's not allowed. So for instance, yeah. where I grew up, it was a very strict sect of Amish. And mm-hmm. it blew my mind when I came down here to the Lancaster area. And they actually had electric lights on their yeah. buggies and everything like that was crazy yeah. to me so the amish down here are like the mennonite up where i grew up and i so i haven't <laughs> been out to ohio or some of these other places so maybe it's different there too but that was a long uh <laughs> a long rabbit trail reeling it back to our um our direct conversation today historically uh i'm sure there's a lot more we could say to this but historically um the Sabbath was a big deal and it really was yeah. more of an all day thing, whether that was all together or individually, like in on your own personal time, there was this still like the Sabbath was not just going to church. Obviously it was going to church, but it was this all day thing. And that's what I'm trying to get more back to and um, fleshing out what that looks like. It's been an ongoing process and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, one question I had while thinking about this, um, because this is one that gets brought up a lot, is the whole acts of mercy thing. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Maybe not the title, but the general line of thinking, right? What about people who have to work on a Sunday? Right. Um, and I was thinking about this as we were talking about um, the passage last time. In last episode, we were talking about the, Jesus healing the man's hand on a Sabbath. Um, and obviously the Pharisees were there and they were trying to trap him in that. Joel Beakey has a, a excellent sermon on that passage showing how Jesus was saying um, that he, showing that he knew their thoughts um, and he was really saying it's better to do good on the Sabbath um, than to do wicked like you are, you Pharisees. So, I mean, the general principle is we know that if we see someone who needs help on the side of the road, 
on the Lord's Day, we, we shouldn't just keep driving by, um, but we should stop and help them, right? That's not an excuse uh, to not help your neighbor in need on the Lord's Day. Um, but then where do you where do you draw the line? Because there's always needs, right? There's always inter- opportunities to interact with the world and do acts of service for our neighbor. Obviously, if it's an emergency kind of thing, like we know, like, yes, it's pharisaical to say, oh, it's the Lord's Day, guess I can't help my neighbor who fell down and broke their arm, that kind of thing. Um, But does that mean we should go out of our way to plan to do these types of things um, and interact with the world on the Lord's day? That's where I was kind of struggling. Like, where do you draw the line here? Um, Obviously there's clear, clear examples. Okay. Like that's permissible and it would be wrong not to do that. Mm -hmm. But then like, where do you go? Like, how far do you... I've seen it used as an excuse. I'll just say it this way. I've seen it used as an excuse to not do the things that we, the Lord has called us to do. Um, The norm, I should say, right? Not gather for worship, um, not focus on Him. And instead, we're going to do these other things that can be good things, right? Um, But is that the day to to do it? We have all week to do those kind of things. Right. Should it be on a Sunday? Does that does that kind of make sense? No, yeah, and 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 of course, there's a boatload of different interpretations of yeah. this um, idea of Sabbath keeping. Um, but I think I think we can all agree that as Christians, Sundays should be reserved for the corporate gathering of believers for worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be the priority. And of course, you know there are there are necessary things that must happen yeah. on Sundays, like hospital work, yeah, uh, pharmacies, yeah. that kind of thing. That's things. great. But, so like my wife's a nurse. Um, yeah, yeah. And sometimes she has to work on a Sunday. And I think that's where the acts of mercy, I mean, that's a pretty right. specific category. There are some yeah. people like you have to have people to work at the hospitals to save people's lives, like that yeah. kind of thing. There's certain jobs that would cause harm and damage if people weren't right. there. So, but my concern is sometimes that pretty specific and practical category, like we kind of understand common yeah. sense, what that means that gets used to include a lot more things than it right. probably should include. And I think, I think com like for like business doing di- business, doing mm-hmm. business for the sake of business or right. commerce for the sake of commerce, right. pro- it, it ought to stop on the yeah. Sabbath is where I kind of land. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but how many times, right, have I gone out on a Sunday where I've, like, mm-hmm. stopped at Wawa to get my coffee yeah. before? You know what I mean? Like, it's just Yeah, and you know what's funny? Like, um, for us, we've actually started to think about these things. For most of my life, I didn't. And yeah. I would have blinked an eye at that. And I've been like, what? Don't go to... Don't go to... A restaurant on Sunday? That's what Baptists do. Come on. That's what we do. That's what we, That's do. What we do. If we're not having a potluck, <laughs> we're going out to wherever... To, now, you if know, you leave a really good tip, maybe it's an act of mercy, right? <laughs> right. Those those dang Christians who don't the worst the worst of them are those who eat on Sunday and then they don't give a good tip. Amen. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um. Yeah. No. I just I was struggling to to figure out um where do you draw the line? Um. And yeah. I think probably for most people, they haven't even thought of this. Most evangelicals don't um because like we talked about before most evangelicals haven't really thought about should christians keep the sabbath in general so they haven't gotten to the point where we're at talking about today what does that look like fleshing that out um but that's one concern i have is that i i first i wanted to lay the principle that no we're not saying that there is no cases where it's permissible for someone to work on the Sabbath. There are acts of mercy um, where yeah. this person's job saves people's lives. And if we didn't have that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but what we are saying is that that can't be used as an excuse to just do whatever you want on yeah. a Sabbath. And I guess my like a general principle that I'm coming around to is that um, the Sabbath for me is a time to, um, to come out of the world um, to come together with God's people, to fellowship with the triune God, God's people, yeah. focus on Him. And so any unnecessary um, interaction with the world, um, and I, I want to, I don't know the best way to say this, is to me is is not my priority on Sunday. Because 
I'm doing that all week and I should yeah. be doing that all week. Um, God's called me to do that, but he has set apart this one day. So yeah, that's kind of the principle I use to make those decisions. If that makes makes sense. So, so a lot of churches and, and I was in this category for a long time. A mm-hmm. lot of Christians might say, Travis, I go to my morning worship service on Sunday. I have accomplished the Sabbath. I have done what mm-hmm. I needed to do. I'm free to do whatever I want for mm-hmm. the rest of the day, right? You yeah, know, like that's that that's an argument that's often used. But I think as mm-hmm. we get into this discussion of is it you know the Sabbath is a day, it's a whole day. Yeah, is it is that the case or is it just a morning service? Yeah. Like, you know, how do we process these things? Right. right, exactly. And I mentioned that when I was talking about what my Sunday looks like and how that that's probably a big one that's been changed for me. And I think that's based on the principle that I'm coming to accept that I think the Sabbath is a whole day, which is, you know, we obviously it kind of makes sense. We think about it like, especially, you know, a, a day stands for 24 hours. And if you're a six days of creation type of person, um, you know, and that's your whole argument. And then all of a sudden we use the word day to mean the couple hours we go to church, you know, it seems right. a little uh, hypocritical. Um, well, let me ask you this just before we go any yeah. further, because I saw some, um, as I was doing research for this, there mm-hmm. was, there are plenty of arguments that said, okay, well, at what point, do we get to the point where we are becoming, we're had that pharisaical mm-hmm. mindset yeah. where like, okay, when does the day actually start? When yeah. does it end? When's the starting sure. line? When's the finish line? Right. So I'm curious, like as we process this, mm-hmm. like, like how do we actually think through the Sabbath yeah. day? And, and I asked the question not to answer it, right. but mainly to say like, Hey, this is more of a complicated thing. Yeah than what we often put right. into it. Yeah, and and that's one thing, and I think we'll talk about this a little later too, about, you know, we we don't want to make this a legalistic thing. Um, when we're thinking about what do we abstain from, what do we include? Um, but I also don't think it has to be overly complicated. I mean, thinking about how do I sanctify and set apart this day to yeah. focus on Christ and be with his people and worship him and set this Amen. day apart. Um, that might look a little different for different people. It might change based on your context and the stage of life you're in um, and what you're able to do and what you're not able to do. But in general, I mean, I, I think, and I don't want to sound harsh, but sometimes when people bring up those types of arguments, it seems like it's just them trying to justify doing what they want on the Lord's day, you know? And I'm not, I'm sure that's not everybody who would bring up that argument, but um, yeah, I don't know if that's sometimes uses a little bit of straw man and um, the whole, and maybe I'm a little bitter because I've been called a Pharisee sometimes where I'm really not being (laughs) a Pharisee. You know, know? so I feel like people throw that phrase around when you're actually bringing them, um, convicting them (laughs) of things in the Bible that they don't (laughs) like. I don't know. That's good, brother. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think again, historically, the Sabbath was viewed as a whole day, you know, and I think, yeah, you could complicate that. Well, is it 7.15 in the morning? I think, like, whenever you wake up, <laughs> when you go to bed, how can I set apart yeah. this day to focus on Christ? And that is, and, and we'll talk yeah. about that, really, it's about entering God's rest and focusing on Christ. This is a good thing. It's not meant to be a legalistic burden but it's supposed to be a joyous time of celebration um but to me i think it's practically and 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 from scripture pretty clear and and throughout church history this was the view that it's not just the sabbath is a few hours in the morning on sunday and then then once we made and and I'm, i'm convicted of this because how many times do i view it as um, an obligation, right? Okay, check off that mark. So we went to church. So now I can do whatever I want <laughs> with the rest of my day. I yeah. mean, even even now, as I'm trying to be more intentional, I catch myself. You know, the more I clear certain things out of my schedule, the more I find myself filling it with other things and not using that time to focus on Christ. And also, like trying to be gracious with myself and one says not excusing my sin but understanding it is a process and, and we're not perfect people but um but yeah i'm convicted convicted of it myself but it's almost like it's it's almost like the same concept of tithing in a way right mm-hmm. so with tithing what god is basically saying is that 
he can allow you to live better on 90% of your income than mm-hmm. you can off 100% in, right. of your income. It's almost like God is saying with the Sabbath is, yeah. hey, I can I can keep you as productive, if not more productive, right. as a human being on six days of yeah. the week versus what you can do on yeah. your own in seven. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And not only that, but above and beyond that, like there is this aspect where it's true that it's amazing to see like with tithing and things like that, when you're like, oh, I can't afford to do 10% of my income. But when you do it and, and God blesses you for it and he still provides, you know, um, and and enriches you and not just necessarily uh, uh, financial or physical way, um, but you know, spiritually as well and sanctifying you in that way. But same with the Sunday, right? Well, I can't afford not to do work on a Sunday and then you do it and you're more productive. Like there's practical reasons, but above and beyond that, like I get to worship Amen. The triune God. I get to gather with his people. So uh, like, yes, you do like get things out of it. Um, but what about the privilege of simply like, being able to worship God on this day yeah, and amen. rest in him. And so I feel like not to take away from what you're saying, because I, I get what you're saying. And I think that's true. Like try it and see how God works. Yeah. Like it's his design. He designed it that way. So we yeah. shouldn't be surprised when it works for us. It's such an amazing privilege and honor mm-hmm. it is to come right. together as, as, yeah. as fallen humans redeemed by grace right. to honor and glorify mm-hmm. our God and worship him yeah. on Sunday. Like, like, I don't think we often think of it in that mm-hmm. way. Like you said earlier, we think of it as like, I got to get up right. and be at church by 815 right. so I can do this. Like when you really should be thinking about, wow, like I, God woke me up this morning. He gave me the breath in my lungs. Mm-hmm. He allowed my heart to keep beating. My God knows how wicked mm-hmm. I am. And yet he allowed me right. to live as Psalm 46 says. Yeah. And I get to go worship him mm-hmm. in his presence today. Yeah, and like, like how awesome. And when that you is. change that mindset, right? When your thinking goes from like, man, I have to, all right, it's the Lord's day, so I can't do this, and I blah blah blah. Like, like it's one day a week. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> like he deserves all seven. And yes, we should worship Amen. him on all seven. I'm not just saying that, but you know, like rightfully he could have said every single day worship me 24 7 right and and one day we will and that's the beautiful thing right and then if we think i forget who was saying this um maybe it was uh vody bachman but he's saying if if your attitude is i have to do this like if it's a drag for you on the sabbath one day a week then watch out because what does that tell you about your perspective of heaven Mm. Right, because this is just a foretaste, a shadow of what will be in fullness in heaven. So that should scare you if that's your attitude, right? Like going to church, doing the things we do on a Sabbath, experiencing this is a taste and what we're to look forward to in heaven. So if we don't look forward to it, something's wrong, drastically <laughs> yeah. wrong. I mean, Absolutely. and that's convicting. To, I'm not saying my attitude's always right either. I mean. You know, that sure, I was like, sure. if you can't say amen, say ouch, as Vody Bachman yeah. does say. Um, <laughs> I wish I remember who Zach, I think it was him. But um, yeah, so I think, again, you know, the whole day or just a morning worship service, I think it's when we when we really step back and think about what we're asking, like, it's pretty clear what the answer should be. Of course, it's yeah. not just those few hours that yeah. we do, which is a huge part of it. Um and I've enjoyed getting back into the opening it with that and closing it with that, that congregational worship. I think that's a, a wonderful pattern. Um, and then yeah. filling in between with fellowship and extra t- uh, time in the word, things like that. But um, let's. So, so Sunday is a day of rest. The yeah. Sabbath is a day of rest. So what does this practically look like? Um, you know, you mentioned earlier trying to abstain from the world, right? You come mm-hmm. out of the world because you spent six days in the world and and now you're resting in Christ on that mm-hmm. seventh day or really the first day of the week. Uh, what does this practically look like? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, a good reminder that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. You know, this is mm-hmm. something Jesus um, said 
the Lord of the Sabbath said. Um, this is something that God created way back from the beginning of creation, pre-fall, pre-Mosaic law. And it's something that will ultimately be realized for eternity in heaven. And I know we've talked about this already, but this kind of leads us to this topic of um, entering God's rest because this is a yeah. gift from God. And we, we do often view it as an obligation or a chore. Um, for many, we don't even think about what it means to honor God and observe the Sabbath for others. We just see it as a list of things we can and cannot do. And that list has sometimes changed depending on the times and culture. Um, but the focus should, uh, should be to rest from our labors from the world. Um, and to fellowship with our God, to focus on him, to be refreshed so that we can go back out into the world and do what he has called us to do. Um, yeah. You know, he has called us to work and to, to be good stewards of the creation that he has given us. Um, you know, we're called to be good citizens. We're called to do all these things that we do the rest of the days out of the week. Um, and this is a chance out of his goodness because he knows us Um and he knows our needs. He has called us out for this one day to rest in him. Um, and I don't think this gets talked about enough. This this whole subject of resting in Christ. Um, and I know it's something that I'm still working out and out what that means and working on. Um, Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, something we could all probably do better at. But I think it involves both a clearing out of our day from worldly things and distractions and also intentionally bringing things into our day um, that better help us focus on rest in and fellowship with our God. Um, mm-hmm. The Sabbath should, it shouldn't be just a boring drab um, obligation and list of things to do. It should fill us with expectation and excitement and joy um, and there's a lot more we could say about this. Um, and I know this is more practical, like, okay, what do you do? Like, how do you enter God's rest kind of thing? Uh, not so much theological. And I wish, um, I wish we could spend more time on that because it's a huge subject that was talked about a lot um, it, throughout church history and doesn't get talked about uh, much today. But practically, like, what are some things you can do? Well, abstain from things that are distracting you from Christ and resting in Christ and things of the world. I mean, you're saturated with that stuff more than we should be throughout the week. Um, And instead, you know, intentionally bring things in that help you uh, focus on Christ. So so a huge one, right. Is gathering with God's people corporately. And, you know, for my denomination, anyway, our liturgy, our, our structure of that worship service is very intentional to be Christocentric. Um, and we, we talked about that on the, uh, on some past episodes as well. And so uh, for a pastor or someone who's attending a church, even make sure, make sure that time is, uh, made f- to take your eyes off yourself and point you to Christ. Unfortunately, a lot of our worship services um, is nothing more than just pandering um, to the world, right? When yeah. it's for God's people or helping us um, feel good and get what we want and whatever, but it, it should be focusing back on the gospel and Christ, right? So that's a huge one. And you mentioned some other things, time in the word personally, um, before, you know, when you wake up, when you go to bed, um, the times in between, maybe taking some, I was talking with a, another church member and he said he, uh, he and his wife take extra time on a Sunday in between those worship times um, to uh, take classes. They're not accredited classes. They're just online classes from someplace like Ligonier. There's so many options out there, YouTube videos to learn, you know, about theology and doctrine or a Bible study, you know? So it's, mm. they take time to educate themselves um, theologically and, and um, from God's word on Sunday. I thought that was really cool. That's something he and his wife do together. Um, obviously that's, they're, uh, you know, retired. So their kids don't live at home. So they're able to do that. It's a little more complicated. When you have kids, um, spend time as a family and family worship, which is something we should be doing um, throughout the week, something <laughs> I need to do better at. Um, spend time in prayer. Spend time as a fall, uh, a small group, right? Or um, in fellowship with other believers. Have a meal together. And then, you know, go to your 
prayer service at the evening service that they have one. Those are all just different things. The, the idea is you're freeing up all these different distractions so that you can do all these things that you wish you could do throughout your whole week, but you can't. And now you get to, that's kind yeah. of the attitude I'm trying to have and keep it basic like that. But what does this look yeah. like? I just want to bring up a few things. Um, well, real quick yeah. before you get there though, I, I love the book of uh, first Timothy. Uh, mm. It's just neat. That book's written in, in a way to a pastor yeah. and you, 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 you see, you almost get a peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. in a way. And first Timothy four thirteen says, until I come devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, mm-hmm. to exhortation and to teaching. And you can read it like that's what the pastor's charge to do. So what, Let's look at that from like the the pew sitters point of view, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, they're going to be under the public reading mm-hmm. of scripture, reading it together. They're going to be under the preaching mm-hmm. of the word and under teaching. Mm-hmm. So I, I like thinking about Sundays as being a way to really be a student yeah. of the word as we should all throughout the week. But um, yeah, because of that being responsive in worship and in praise and yeah. in prayer and fellowship, like uh, like the word teaches us to do. It's mm-hmm. specifically at that corporate worship time. Yeah, I love that. That's our uh, our church is actually going through um, First and Second Timothy um, in our morning worship services. It's been so good. That's and cool. I think uh, strategically so as we prepare to go through officer training in our, in our church. So to get our congregation thinking about these things, what does uh, church government look like? How should a church function? These are important things for every church especially ours as a church plant so it's it's so good so rich so glad you brought that up so if you want to look at what your church service should look like first and second timothy is a great one because you're (laughs) right it's written from paul to timothy um instructing timothy on on how to how to govern a church how to structure your church (sighs) that's so good and i know um as we talk about just as we kind of get into for a little bit here the more minute details of like what should and shouldn't you do those types of things things have changed throughout church history too not every um not every denomination and congregation and century has viewed things the same right we brought up the puritans uh they had a different view than than some other people as far as what was um what was allowed and what wasn't. Yeah. Well, you look at like simple things like recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's, there's one view where recreation, it can be a source of spiritual refreshment and fellowship. And, and um, that that's actually called the continental view where recreation is permitted where, yeah. And, and then you have the Puritan view uh, where recreation is strictly forbidden. So even within the camps that are strict in observing the Sabbath, uh, there is still some differences when it comes to how that actually plays mm-hmm. out. So, yeah. It was the Puritans who I believe didn't allow dancing on the Sabbath, where for other, you know, times in church history, that was not a thing. And I've been thinking about this, you know, a lot as we've been talking about the Sabbath and and really thinking, okay, what, what has the Sabbath looked like through church history and what was generally excluded or included on the Lord's day. And I think it's um, been different because different times have different things that were major distractions. And then other times they simply weren't a problem during that time period, you know, um, like technology, certain types of technology today, right. Um, Weren't a problem back then. And in different cultures today, certain things maybe a major distraction um, that wouldn't be a problem here or vice versa. And so I think like we have to be a little nuanced in that and understanding that like depending on your time throughout history, things are going to change depending on your culture, things are going to change a little bit. But I think the general principle, like if this is a big distraction for you and in your culture and in your time, then maybe it's something we should consider um, excluding from the Sabbath. And I, I don't want to be too legalistic here, you know, because things do change. Can I give you an yeah. example? Yeah, sure. Well, for Sundays, football. Mm. Ooh, stepping on toes yeah. here. But uh, man, like, what are, your, what are your thoughts on like NFL mm-hmm. on, uh, uh, on Sundays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, it's kind of funny. Uh, growing up, I would say this isn't a problem, like just because uh, I hadn't thought about it. And even now, 
I try to give a little grace because I'm not the hugest sports fan. Like I enjoy it and I enjoy going to sports more than I like watching it to me. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you're not a sports guy just without you just describe that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. But you know, it's funny and I try not to be too critical, but when you step back and think about sports, it kind of seems a little dumb. Like, just think about it. Like, literally, I know you're more of a sports guy, right? But think about it. Like, who cares if someone can throw a leather ball down a field or kick it far? Like, honestly, how much does that change your life? Well, John thought it was important. He said he was a fast runner, right? He, he beat, was it Peter to the to the tomb? Okay, I mean, that's just, that's like a bad <laughs> pastor analogy. Come on. But literally, Listen, like, I'm putting you yeah. on the spot, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Without saying it's dumb, I'm saying it's it's kind of dumb. At the same time, I do enjoy it. So I'm not saying I hate sports. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. I hate sports, but yeah. I don't get why it's such a big deal. So so, so the reason that, I bring that up as an yeah. example though is because I know people that will not come to a Sunday function because yeah. the Eagles are playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, those but Eagle at the, fans, on the, at the, Eagle fans. At the same time, though, however, I've seen. Sunday afternoon, Sunday night football as a way to minister to someone in their community by inviting them over to watch the game. So it's just very interesting, um, very interesting way to put it. And of course, is that the appropriate context? Exactly. So that goes back to, so that goes back to the whole acts of mercy thing, kind of where I think things get included in that, that shouldn't be like, okay, is it a good thing to fellowship with your neighbor, right? And well, but to be with your neighbor, to get to know him, to witness to him, all these different things, spend time with, like, yes, that's a good thing. Should that be our focus on Sunday, right? Now, obviously, depending on your view of the Sabbath, then maybe it's not a problem. For me, um, I would say no. There's other times I can do that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's not the primary focus, right? And that's me, you know, when I should be spending time with the Lord, fellowshipping with his people, um, and I could do that any other day of the week, right? If I have to do it on that day, then I think my priorities are off. And I want to be Mm. like, and I think people do it with good intentions. Sure. You know, Uh, like I say, that's something that's a good thing to do. Should it be done then? And I know, I don't know if you'll answer the same way. And I don't know if I would have always answered the same way. I think more and more that I look at that, these are things that um, they seem harmless, but when they they become the pattern and it it points to um, deeper convictions and uh, positions that I think are problematic, if that makes sense. So for mm-hmm. sports, I again, I know some people are going to have a hard time with this than I am. Um, <laughs> I think it, I think it's I think it is wrong and sinful for me anyway, um, because it's a huge distraction and, um, I, I just seen it. Um, I think it's an idol for a lot of people, including a lot of Christians in this culture and yeah. somewhere around the world, it may not be a problem in another time frame, yeah. It probably wasn't a problem, but for today it's a, and I, I, I don't think we want to admit it, but it is. Yeah. 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 I made a, I made a comment earlier this week where, um, we we're, t- were talking about religion mm-hmm. in the United States and they were making an argument that like, Christianity is the biggest religion. But I'm like, I kind of said tongue in cheek. I yeah. said, no, I think the NFL is the biggest religion in this country. Cause it, honestly, it really, it really is. It, it really is something that people put far above everything, every other thing to make time. For. I know, I know. And like, so like we moan and groan about like even going to one church service, going to two is absurd. But spending however long watching a game on your TV, which again, I don't really understand. It's like totally different than being there in person. But anyway, neither here nor there. I rip football because I'm a baseball fan. Yeah, no, yeah I know, right? right. We don't want to go too close to home. I'm about to get there. I'll get there though. I'll, I'll bring it back to me and something that I struggle with. All right. So I'm not just ripping on our listeners here. So, so we promise. used to be, we used to be card carrying Baptists, Travis. So what about eating out? What about eating out? Is that something that would be considered breaking um, the Sabbath? How how does that look mm-hmm. from yeah. what you? So see? and again, it's I I think for our listeners, some of them are going to be like, "What the heck? What are you talking about?" Right? <laughs> because it was so nat. Like I never thought about it growing up, and we used to do it all the time, and it was a great, meaningful time of fellowshipping with other believers. Um, 
And so I know this is a regular practice for most Christians um, today, especially right after church. We always go out to eat. And uh, like I said, it can be a good time of fellowship with family and other Christians. Um, But I do think it's, uh, for me, more and more, I think it's inappropriate. And I try to, and, and broadening this a little bit, to like commerce in general, I tr- I'm trying to minimize that. And I think eating out is a really easy way to do that because we are making other people work on a Sabbath. And a lot of people say, oh yeah, I shouldn't do business on the Sabbath and yet we'll ter- partake in business. You know, we kind of say, oh, well, I mean, I'm not the one working. So, but you're making someone else work when you go out to eat. So again, there's these, it seems harmless principles here for me. I think um, there's other times I could do it. I think we can still eat and fellowship. We can do it at home, you know? And uh, I, I, tr- I would try to, as much as I can, prep stuff the day before too. Um, not because it's sinful to make a meal on the Sabbath, right? But I'm trying to do things I can to free myself up to focus on God's people and worship of the Lord on that day. That that brought me back to, so I used to study comparative religion mm-hmm. in college and um, the Orthodox Judaism, it is sinful to do anything yeah. on the Sabbath. Which is um, not what we're saying. As, correct. Correct. Right. So, so they, they will go as far as like, if you do make a meal on the Sabbath, that is sin. Um, or if you do go to fix the air conditioner on the Sabbath, that's a problem. Um, so we're we're not saying that we're going to that extreme, but it's just very interesting to yeah. see how that is that's yeah. uh, interpreted. And as we kind of go through these lists, which we did pick out ahead of time um, because we thought they were practical for our time and all our culture, and even us personally, right? Um, these aren't arbitrary things that we're saying exclude include like. For these, I hope anyway, we have a principle behind why we would not include them in our Lord's Day. And we might have different opinions on some of these. Um, so we talked about sports, right? That hit close to home for Tyler. We all know that. <laughs> Eating out. Um, so a big one for me, uh, social media, right? Ooh. Yeah, I know. All right, right here, convicting. I'm being transparent with you guys, okay? So you sports fans... <laughs> You know, at the tar and feather me now. I'm not perfect either, folks. This one I was convicted of just a few uh, Sundays ago as I've been trying to go through this process of clear- intentionally clearing out things from my schedule um, so I can fill it with good things. I found myself filling it with things like social media, right? So I'd be all like, oh, look at me pious man like not watching the football game and then i'm sitting there in the chair scrolling through facebook for an hour um and sending me all the memes you find yes okay well (laughs) anyway um i love them you know but so so i mean for real though that's a huge problem for our time our world um our culture what a time killer and like how does that help us focus on christ and worship christ it doesn't i mean it's right. a big problem for me in general. So it's something I've been trying to work on throughout the week, but especially on Sunday. And I, so I've considered um, kind of social media fasting on Sunday. I think yeah. uh, for me, uh, it's something I need to cut back on throughout my week, but especially on Sundays, um, yeah. not legalistically, but so I can focus on Christ and worship him and um, rest in him and not be distracted by the world. I mean, cause that's all that is on social media. I mean, um, so that's a big one for me and the Puritans mm. didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> they had right. some other, they had <laughs> yeah. some other things that they cut out. I think for this, for similar convictions and reasons that maybe exist today, but aren't pre- like prevalent or didn't don't even exist today. That kind of thing. Entertainment. Right. I mean, you could broaden that to entertainment in general. Um, I, you could split hairs here, but you know, I think social media is one that we all kind of can understand. I know I struggle with. So, um, just- and I, I just, I, I still just want to make it clear, like, cause somebody might be listening to this, man, these guys are just being legalistic. Like, no, it's not about, it's not about uh, abstaining from things just for the sake of abstaining from things. It's, it's all about, uh, refocusing ourselves to focus on the Lord and to make, make intentional time and effort to, 
to worship to, to worship mm-hmm. him and to learn about him um, specifically mm-hmm. on the Lord's yeah. day, and not even like just abstaining from things, like but abstaining from worldly things and like the world yeah, in general. Yeah. Um, you know, and filling ourselves with the things of God, right? Right. It's not just about avoiding things. Right. It's it's like it's like removing them so we can fill ourselves with mm-hmm. the things of God. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's taking those general principles that you know have to do not just with the mosaic lot. Like, obviously we are not going to get stoned if we pick up a bundle of sticks on the Lord's day. Right. We talked about that, but that general principle of not doing work still remains. Um, so you right. like, it's coming with this framework to it. And again, ultimately so that we can rest in Christ, come out of the world, be with his people so that we can go back into the world. Um, so just like a few more in case we didn't convict all of our listeners yet. <laughs> um, travel, right. Travel is big in all, our culture right now. Um, and this is one I've been thinking about more and more as I just came back from vacation and we, uh, we decided not to travel, um, that Saturday, go down that Saturday. Well, we couldn't actually because we were at somebody's wedding, <clears throat> not naming names. Um, <laughs> it was Tyler's, um, <laughs> right? So we were we were faced with the choice of um, do we travel all of Sunday and you know get there and not waste quote unquote waste a whole first day of vacation or do we wait till after church and then we're getting that tonight and we're paying for this day that we're not really using up so we decided to and not trying to be prideful but we decided to because this wouldn't have been a decision i would have made probably even a year ago but based on these convictions i decided to know we're going to still gather with the lord's people and even then i struggled a little bit because then the rest of the day was all on travel and focusing on other things and it was hard we tried to redeem that time in the car kind of thing and still focus on christ and and make that special but it was harder to do because we were so focused on traveling and getting there and all these different things so now i'm wondering like should i even travel on a sunday and a lot of people who observe the sabbath don't for this very reason that it's hard to focus on the lord and be with his people and worship when you're spending it traveling so maybe it's considering doing that another day on a monday or the saturday before and when you're on vacation still going to be with the lord's people do it it's hard to keep a pure mind and pure mouth when you're dealing with drivers on Interstate 95 on a Sunday. Let me tell you, <laughs> we went down to uh, Outer Banks and you're hitting like Jersey people, Maryland people, Delawareans, West Virginians. Oh my gosh, they were the craziest on the road. I was not expecting <laughs> that. You know, I was just thinking like West Virginia. Charles, what about what about shopping? Yeah. Ooh, good one. Um, cause I know, I know for me, it can be really easy. I try to not go grocery shopping or anything on Sundays, mm-hmm. but Amazon is still on my I phone. Know. Oh, I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know that's a, that's funny. Cause, uh, my wife and I were talking about that too, as we were talking through some of these things, cause obviously we talked about them together. I'm not just making these things on my own, these decisions, <laughs> right? Do you talk to my wife? It's a good thing to do. Um, you know, she was mentioning how she used to enjoy like shopping on the weekends. And we, you know, I, our family didn't do that really. I mean, maybe we went grocery shopping on the way home. I'm trying to remember, but like, I never really thought about it much until as I started thinking about these things, I realized how full all the shopping centers are on a Sunday. Like that's a big shopping day. Um, and I don't think again, um, based on these principles that I've been developing from reading scripture that, that we should go shopping on a Sunday, right? Um, it's again, it's part of making other people work. Um, but going back to that creation principle, um, it's distracting, you know, it's causing us to focus on us and not on um, the Lord and being with his people. There we could do these things other days. Um, but so even though like going to the mall is not high on my bucket list and temptation list might be for my wife. Amazon, like you said, is on my phone. And that's another thing I found myself doing. Uh, one of those days I cut out some of these other things and I was like laying in my bed, scrolling through Amazon, looking at things to buy for myself. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, ha, I didn't go to Kohl's today. Ha ha, I'm so Ha-ha. proud. But, and here I am on air, <laughs> right? two hours on Amazon. Another <laughs> transparent moment here on air. <laughs> um, but I, I know we spent a little bit of time there, but I just wanted to hit some of those 
those um, different categories that get people to start thinking about these things because most most Christians haven't. I know I didn't until recently. And when we start to stop and think about these things from a biblical perspective, um, and like after we've come to realization, and hopefully we showed that in last the last episode that um, the Sabbath is is still around um, and still yeah. is for God's people, and we still should observe it. Um, this will help people think through, okay, what does that look like? And that was my goal for today because I, again, I'm trying to be gracious because it's so radical for most people. <laughs> like they never thought about it before. And um, we probably sound like we're like some sort of fringe cult right now, you know? So, I, you know, encouraging our listeners to go back to the God's word first, you know, what study the scriptures, see what this, the Sabbath is. Um, and that it does apply for us. And then start to think through these things. Um, like, what does it look like for me? How can I better rest in Christ, worship the Lord, be with his people and abstain from the world? And that might look a little bit different for you than it has for me. And I know it has looked a little different for me than it has for Tyler and vice versa. And I think there's room for that. We're not trying to be Pharisees. We're not trying to be legalistic. Um, this is a blessing yeah. and should be, fill us with excitement and it's not just oh, we have to do this but we get to do this and why wouldn't yeah. we want to free up our day to worship the lord you know who fellowships right. with us um i guess i guess that's the yeah. that's the whole point of today's episode that has been uh full of rabbit trails and segues <laughs> and me at running least my to mouth. get the listeners at least to get you the listener yeah. to think about these things yeah. and to process them because how can we ever come to a conviction if we've never even put some thought into it so um just important to think about yeah yeah for sure Tyler you got anything else no man i think i think just as we conclude today it's important that you know, we take sunday worship seriously yeah. Right. This, like you said, this is a time that is intentionally set apart for us to gather with the saints, fellow believers, right? To be under our pastor's preaching, to take communion, celebrate baptism, and sing together, right? This is truly a rich time that I don't think we should be sacrificing it for other worldly yeah. goods. It's definitely something that we should intentionally set apart. And, um, I know I know Sundays I look forward to them. I really do. Yeah. It's such a rich time. I love the people in my church. Um and, and it's just an amazing time to come together in fellowship and in worship to our almighty oh, so gracious God who has redeemed us wicked sinners as we are. Mm. So, yeah, it's good. All right. Well, there's your dose of conviction for this week. I know I've convicted. So, um Thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Happy Holy Hour. Uh, thank you for listening to us talk. We're always amazed that people do that. Um, yeah, why? Why? Why do why? you do this? Why? <laughs> <laughs> if you do have any questions about anything we've talked about today, um, which I'm sure some of you will because uh, this is so new for many of you as it has been for us. If you want to have a deeper conversation with us about uh, what it means to observe the Sabbath, or even, I can't say that word, Sabbath. I say it's Sabbath. <laughs> Sabbath. <laughs> or what it means to just be a Christ follower. Please don't hesitate yeah. to reach out to us. Um, we enjoy your, your conversations, your questions. We try to answer every single one. You can do that multiple ways um, on social me media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, or you can email us at happyholyhour at gmail.com. I, almost said a, I should have picked an easier name for a podcast. I know. Totally, well, I always get the website, totally like the domain address, and our, <laughs> the happyolia. I'll get to that. In just a second. Wait. <laughs> wait. You can send us an email. Connect with us that way. Or you can leave us a message in our voicemail inbox at 484-961-0434. Please send us your questions and comments or constructive criticism. We would love to address them right here on the show. Remember to subscribe to your favorite podcast on your favorite podcast. <laughs> I'm having, I'm having trouble. It's really late at night right now. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. If, no, but for real though. Yeah. Remember to subscribe to your favorite podcast on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode we'll leave a review so others can find the show only if it's five stars and visit our website at the happy holy hour 
com or org. Should our listeners know that this took multiple tries there, to get done? I'm leaving. That's yeah. that's definitely a known fact. There's a lot of helpful resources on there. I'm going to try to conclude quickly before <laughs> I mess it up again. And also, if you would like to prayerfully consider financially supporting this show, that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> I'm very hesitant. No, but for real though, we don't have any sponsorship on the show. Yeah. We try to keep it uh, free to listen Comes and to make that, yeah, to make that happen, we rely yeah. exclusively on the generosity of our donors. Mm-hmm. So that would be greatly appreciated. And if you can't prayerfully financially support us, just prayerfully support us. <laughs> prayerfully support us with prayer. So am I going to see you at the game next week? On Sunday? Not on Sunday. <laughs> Not on Sunday. Go Patriots! Oh, man. Oh, no. No. We're ending the show now. No. Go Eagles. Go Eagles.